Black sheep business, doing business on our own terms, cause we've been around the block. We're going to talk about boundaries today. Are you so happy? Oh, I love talking about boundaries. I do too. It's um, <laughs> actually going to be a two-parter. We're going to talk about two different kinds of boundaries, but the first one um, is a write-in from a copywriter. It says the following. I'm a copywriter who does contract work for mostly nonprofit organizations. My sister does that. I love the work I get to do and the independence that doing it for myself provides. I don't love the way some clients feel like they own my time or can demand something we've not discussed with short notice. I also have one client that is regularly late to or reschedules meetings. How can I keep my current client relationship strong while setting boundaries they respect? Thanks. Uh, such a great one. It's such a great question. And I feel like totally not specific to copywriters, right? Anybody that does some kind of service-based work has probably had some kind of experience like this. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I have so many thoughts. The first one is that probably this person is in a really great position to set their clear um, boundaries and expectations with clients moving forward. And that I think most of us that do service-based work learn what our hard and fast boundaries are in trial and error, just like this. So like having these things come up and noticing what is important to you is just sort of a part of the process. And so I want to say like, you're in a great spot and you can shift from here. Yes. Yes. It's also a great opportunity to really evaluate once you do know what those boundaries need to look like, what your policies are so that you can, from the very get-go, put those in writing, in your contract, and everybody is very, very clear from the very beginning on what these are. Yeah. <clears throat> For example, you know, we have the collective together, and that's one of the things that we go over at the very beginning, because they are our clients, right? And we have all kinds of ways for them to communicate with us. And we're clear about when and how that can happen, which is mostly like there are spaces they can communicate with us. And then there are times that we do and don't respond to those. And they know what those are. Um, which at the end of the day, all kinds of boundaries when clear are kind for everyone. And it makes that container feel really like cushy because everybody understands um, that they're not bothering us, that it's not a bad time, you know, all of these things, and that we are going to be the ones to uphold the boundaries of when we respond. Um, so boundaries are, boundaries are good. And I think here where she says, um, keep my client relationship strong while setting boundaries they respect. I think that having solid boundaries is the primary way to keep relationships strong so that everybody knows what they can expect. And everybody is on the same page about, what's possible, including this like short notice thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to add to that, I mean, being a client, it is really loving and supportive to know, Hey, this is when I can contact you. This is when, <laughs> this is when I can ask these questions. This is what it looks like. So it, it's, it's so supportive for the client. I think that's really important to do from the get-go and yes, all of the things. So when you look at Let's, let's go step-by-step, step, right? Okay, so rescheduling meetings, late showing up. Let's start there. When you look at those things, I would ask yourself, you know, what, what has been the, your past experience? Like what boundaries have you put down? What do those look like? How are you enforcing them? And language around that. I think it's really important that we convey to our clients that, 
you know, our time is valuable as is theirs. And we are clearing our schedule and clearing things to be in the proper space to support them. And we in turn ask the same. So I'm going to show up for you. I would expect you to show up too. And if you can't let me know in advance, I know things come up, life happens. Things of course will sometimes warrant a last minute cancellation or reschedule. I get that. But for the most part, you need to make sure that your clients are committed and that you're committed and let them know that. So I think just enforcing, Hey, you know what, if I'm going to show up for you, you need to show up for me. Here's what it looks like. Here are the terms and have like a 24 hour cancellation policy or 48 hour cancellation policy. And if not, then they forfeit that because you've built your schedule around that you've blocked time off. You are holding that space for them. And it could be utilized for other people that need that time. So it's important that they acknowledge that they support that and show up. And if they can't, then they, they lose that session, unfortunately, unless of course there's a life circumstance, which can be discussed and negotiated, but especially if it's a repeat pattern, I think that's when it's really important to examine that and enforce it. Same with late. If you show up late, then we're not going later. <laughs> Here's the time. Right. And I personally have a seven minute rule. If somebody is seven minutes late for our session, then I'm gone. I'm not going to sit there and wait anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think you can present these things as like policy updates. Mm -hmm. So um, like with my service-based clientele, I get, I send them an email at the top of the month at the same time that they get their invoice for the month with their scheduled meetings, the link to reschedule. And then that would be the time that I would give any updates. Like I will be out of office during this week. And so you'll get your deliverables for two weeks here, any, any sort of policy changes. Um, that would be a good time to say, um, and, and moving forward so that I can make sure that I am timely with all of my meetings. Here's my, you know, here's the new policy, yes. <laughs> which is like totally normal for a business to do. And you have a business. So it makes sense for you to do that. Um, you might also with the, with the lateness or uh, rescheduling meetings, you could send an email a day ahead or, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever makes sense for you and feels good to you confirming that. Um, as they adjust to your new boundaries about that. And then in terms of things coming up with short notice, the trouble with this that I have found is that my tendency when people want something right now is to do it right now, um, if I can. And generally I'm pretty flexible, you know, I can in theory set down what I'm doing and work on something else right now. But the problem with that is that people who ask for that have a tendency to continue to ask for that. Whereas in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this one time they need a favor, I can for sure do them a favor this one time. Instead, that turns into a pattern of they get to create urgency whenever they want to and expect that I'm going to drop everything, which is like super unfortunate. I don't know. Do you find that too? Like the more that you do, the more people expect you to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us do. And it's, I mean, it's definitely a, a predicament to be in because when you operate in a way like you do, and I do where we are mm -hmm. putting stuff out there, it's, you have to be mindful of that because people will, unfortunately, they will step all over that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I have, um, unfortunately had to move away from some clients due to those 
patterns, you know, because the, because the urgency kept coming up over and over and over again, I, I need this by tomorrow and it's 6 PM and I'm, you know, scrambling, doing everything I can. It like takes a while for my nervous system to, to realize, oh, this isn't an emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is someone else's deal that they may or may not even actually need tomorrow. And, you know, to, to lend some compassion there, I think that that's a way a lot of us are trained, especially if you've worked in corporate spaces, like everything's everything. urgent all the time. If we want something to be done, the best time for it to be done was yesterday, you know, and so everybody's operating from this not super healthy place. And it doesn't necessarily have to come from an intent to be disrespectful. Um, but when that's a pattern in a relationship, I have not successfully shifted that I've um, had to move on from the relationship. Um, and the way that I keep that from happening in my present, um, client relationships is, is how I introduce every client to the, you know, journey of working with me. This is, these are the times that we meet. This is the way that you're able to reschedule. This is when you can expect to get your deliverables. And this is when you can ask for different things. (laughs) And there's like no gray area. There's no contacting in between with like emergency things, um, with very rare exceptions. And people generally respect that. Um, and in situations where I had tried, have tried to shift that relationship, what I have done is, um, responded slowly, you know, (laughs) like I don't, I am not available to anyone via email with urgency. That's not how my business works. And that's not how I work. Um, I check my email about once a day. And if you needed something and it's an emergency, then you probably should not be contacting your ghostwriter. I'm not an emergency. That's like a 911 call, right? So so I don't treat my email with any urgency and my clients shouldn't expect me to um, based on what I say and how I respond. So today it's possible that someone is emailing me and saying there's an emergency and I won't even see it. And then I'll respond when I do see it. Oh, I am receiving this now. I see that you needed this yesterday. I'll remind you this. These are the times that you can request new things. And these are the times that I deliver those items. Um, you know, let me know if you have any questions about that, but just like operate within your boundaries, even when people push against them. Yes. Yes. And I think also too, part of it is, I will say, I, I do in my experience on the work that I do with clients, I think sometimes people don't know, they don't know what they don't know. Right. So again, some mm-hmm. things feel like an emergency or they don't understand the timeline of things. And depending on what mm-hmm. I'm doing with clients, if I am working with multiple people to deliver something, which I often do, especially in like strategy type sessions or system Im- implementation, things like that. When we do have to pause or something comes up and they're late or there's something that needs to be changed and it's an emergency, it needs to be done. What people don't understand is there's a whole bunch of other things that are in that, that line of things happening. So if one person misses something because of something not being done when it was supposed to be done, it has a ripple effect. And then we have clients that have all this urgency around something and it's an emergency to get done. So I think part of it also is educating your clients on timelines, what it looks like. Here's what happens when this does happen. And here's why. So that they know ahead of time what's going to happen, what it looks like. So that if and when, because it will, <laughs> it will happen when somebody responds this way, you can direct them back to, you know what, I understand. And also 
also, we discuss this and this is why, and here's what it looks like. So again, it's, it's having that baseline, having that foundation and enforcing it because you're right. And I love what you said and also have put that into my own work too. Like there's a time when I'm doing emails, when I'm answering boxers, when I'm engaging with clients and they know that they're clear on that. And so when things come up after that, I'm sorry, but I also have a personal life and other clients that I'm managing and tending to. And so not all things are going to be on fire. Yeah. I think that's important for everyone to like everyone involved to see that you can just not behave as things on fire or on fire when they're not makes me think of the big Lebowski And just like the energy of the dude, you know, how like he's just really trying to get his rug man and pulls the room together. Um, but that whole movie, there's like all this urgency all around him and he's not that. Like, that's my goal is to be that in my business. And I know that that also has a positive impact on the people that I'm working for, you know, like they can expect to come to me and see me not stressed, not running around, not, you know, I'm just like pulling the room together, man. And um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that has a ripple effect on them that is also positive, you know, and that's part of why people want to work with me, which is counter to the idea that urgency is king and that, you know, everything is an emergency is the way that you get to the top when really people enjoy working with me in this slower, you know, more creative and thoughtful capacity. Yes. Yeah. Um, another thing that somebody said to me once when I was really working on my business, you still laughing at the, the mm -hmm. dude. I am. I am. <laughs> Um, I was wanting to change something about my process and I was talking to um, someone who was coaching me about it and they were like, you know, your process is your process. You, if you tell your client what it is and that's what it is, it's like, it's all made up. So like, if you need to change your process, they'll accept whatever you say the process is. And so that's another thing, a copywriter, um, who does contract work is probably somebody who has worked in agencies or some other capacity has some other workflow prior to this. Most people don't, you know, start, start there. And so abandon whatever that process was that doesn't work for you and come up with one that does. I'm sure that if you work for a lot of nonprofits, that's a real niche thing. They probably really value the work that you put out for them, that you understand their companies and what they do and their mission. And, you know, there's all kinds of reasons that people want to work with you that are not your urgency and that are not your bending, you know, and contorting yourself to override your own boundaries and nervous system for other people. That's not why they want to work with you. They want to work with you because of all of these skills that you come with. So work on fine tuning, whatever process works for you and just clarifying that with your clients. And to that end, I actually don't have this same problem with, um, people being late or canceling. I have a couple of clients that have so many clients themselves that they often reschedule or are late and that doesn't bother me. So that's not a part of my policies with this particular group of people, um, but the urgency really would. And so, you know, even the things I'm saying about my own business are not the blueprint for other people. I think you have to decide what your primary values are in your business, what's really gonna upset you and what isn't, and then just get really clear about how you communicate that. Cosine. <laughs> but I do love your seven minute rule. And that might be a good idea because whenever like I'll miss an email that somebody's rescheduled and then I just sit there and I don't know how long to sit. So that might be a policy update. Like here's how long I'll sit. 
Yeah. Yes. I mean, do what works for you for me. And I, I talk to my clients about that. Um, so again, they're aware of it and they know like, Hey, that mm-hmm. seven minute mark comes, she's not going to be there. <laughs> and yes, people yeah. will say, but that's my time. And you know, I have that time. Well, that's great. But also it is my time too. And I'm not going to sit there and just be on idle for 60 minutes until you decide to show up. So I think do what feels good for you, what works and just make sure that your client is aware of it and you won't have any mm-hmm. issues. I mean, typically, and hopefully the people that you are choosing to work with, they are your people. And so they're going to respect that and see you modeling that and be great with it. Mm-hmm. And if it does come up and it's an issue, then, you know, work to resolve it. You've got your policies, you can refer them back to, and you go from there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, not all working relationships stick just like every other kind of relationship. And, and at that point, then you assess, you know, either moving on from the relationship or making a plan to move on from the relationship. If it's not healthy, depending on what's, you know, financially feasible, there's a lot of variables, but I don't think that it makes sense to stay in working relationships that feel disrespectful or jarring. Um, even when you really like the work, even when you really like the person, I've never let go of a client relationship that wasn't with some grief, you know, and somebody that I cared about. And also I'm better for choosing to work in relationships that honor boundaries both ways. Yes. Because otherwise too, like truly you become resentful. You don't want to be resentful of somebody that you're working with. If somebody is repeatedly pushing your boundaries and you're not upholding them and they're continually showing up late or they're not showing up at all. And there's just all this stuff going on. You're going to start to resent them and you can't hold space for someone in that space. If you're resentful, it's not going to benefit you and it's not going to benefit them. So you can lovingly consciously uncouple. Yes. (laughs) Black sheep business, doing business on our own terms. Cause we've been around the block.